Hello and welcome to level 23 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. My name is Tom Knight. How are you doing today? Before we get into the nitty gritty of the show, I wanted to give you a little update on a challenge that I set back in level 20. There was a game on Nintendo Switch, also on PC by the way, called Ding Dong XL. I was raving about it. I just picked up a Switch. That was the first game I picked up. Started playing on it, challenging you guys to your high score. And over on the Dragon Powered Studio Discord, which Reactor Lives is part of, well, I never mentioned it because <laughs> I don't know why I didn't mention this, but Acid Tears over there, he rocked an absolute beautiful score of 223. My best attempt was 171. Acid Tears has since blown that away. He went out of his way to remind me of this the other day, so I feel like I had to bring it up here. My heart was broken after the challenge I set on level 17 of the show as well with Slip Slop, where again, Acid Tears, very competitive person over there on the DPS Discord, scored well into the 50s on Slip Slop, which put him in the top 10 of Slip Slop players in the world, I might add. I gave it a good go as well. I could only get into the 40s, which still is an amazing score, by the way. And currently sitting 19th in the world for best slip slot player. So, I mean, that's something to stick on the resume. But yes, had to bring that all up, had to keep you all updated. Remember, go check out Ding Dong XL, go check out Slip Slop, both available on PC. Slip Slop's not available on Switch, but Ding Dong is. Check those out. I know a few of you have been still getting on those challenges, seeing what scores you can get. Let me know because despite me not praising Acid Tears in recent weeks, I will get around to it and I will celebrate your successes, even if it does mean you're kicking my butt. But there we go. Anyway, on with the show! Starting off this level of Three Extra Lives, I'm going to talk to you about One Strike. Now, One Strike, it's a 2D fighting game with a fast and furious gameplay, memorable characters, a retro pixel art aesthetic, and you travel to an amazing time period. That amazing time period is medieval Japan, where you will witness beautiful pixelated landscapes and you will fight to become the greatest warrior in history. I saw this one on the eStore on Nintendo Switch and I had to pick it up because it was on sale for about a dollar, which it was a no-brainer. And I have to say, I'm not a big fan of fighting games. I'm terrible at them. I've never been able to get to grips with remembering combos and even just being somewhat legitimately competitive at those games. Never have, but it's always been a genre that I've been fascinated by to watch people play, to just go to the arcade and think I'm good when I'm mashing all the buttons, usually doesn't turn out very well. However, with one strike, you only have three real buttons you have to press. One is a block, one is an attack, and one is a dodge mechanic. So this one suited my playstyle a little bit better than your regular fighting games. Because trying to remember all those combos, I can't do it. There's people out there that just master the combos, they're reading all the, the move lists, they just have this photographic memory, they know everything to press at the right time. Not for me, but One Strike has really scratched an itch of being able to jump into a fast-paced fighting game where the main mode for this game, you might get it from the name of the game, One Strike. You get one life. Uh, called The Only Life, and you'll conquer Japan, defeating every enemy that stand in your way, just like in real life. You've only got one. 
So you go into here, you select your difficulty, three difficulties, easy, medium, hard. I obviously chose easy to start with uh, because, you know, I'm not a pro. And then there's seven characters that you can choose from. There's various different heroes that you can select and they all have their different variations of weapons. Some have dual wielding daggers, some have large swords, some have smaller swords, but depending on your reach, also depends on your attack speed as well. There's also a character here and she has like a blade on the end of a chain which she can spin around and she can attack devastatingly from long range, but obviously up close, very vulnerable, but I had a lot of success with Hangaku. And there's a, a demonic creature called Oni. He has a huge sword, but again, attacks very slow. And the cool thing about this game is when you play through, there's something called accolades, which keeps track of who you've played as and what mode you've beaten on what difficulty. So if you're, if you have that completionist side of you, which I know I do, playing through all the modes in this game, which there is several of, it'll keep track of the difficulties that you've completed the game on with which character and actually tell a lie. On my first playthrough, I played from medium and I, I beat the game with Hangaku, which is the sword on a chain character. So maybe just a little tip there, start off with her because she is totally badass and my favorite. In single player, there's also an arcade mode, which you actually get five lives per duel. There's a team duel, which means you can start with three warriors, but each warrior only has one life. And there's a tournament mode and there's something for two player as well versus mode if you want to take on your friend sitting on the couch just beating each other up there's that option too and i just really like the feel of this game it's really simple but the music makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up it's very fast paced very quick to get into very fast to get killed a lot but start the whole process over again so when you die in single player, you can quickly hit the revenge button. You'll jump straight back into the start of the single player campaign again, where you have to beat every challenger. You have to beat every challenger, get to the end. And once you do that, that's that you've completed the game with that character. If you die, starts all over again. So there's no second chances when it comes to the only life mode, which I think is my favorite mode. Just having that, that consequentialness of, oh, if if I take the hit, I'm out of the game and I have to start again. But again, it can feel quite punishing, but because of the fast paced nature of the game, it's very quick to start it up again, get back in there and start fighting. But yes, aesthetically, this game is wonderful. Really gives me an, like a late 80s, early 90s fighting game vibe. The music just captures that perfectly as well. There's various locations that fights take place at from kind of picturesque mountain view locations to orchard gardens, to various other Japanese-styled locations. And combat, like I say, very simple. You have an attack button, which it's almost like a two-phase attack button. So you press the attack button to kind of lift your weapon, and then the next time you press it will be your striking attack. But then you can block, you can dodge. And if your opponent does that, then they're going to have a distinct advantage on the next attack. But it can really be over so quickly or you can have a nice little skirmish of blocks and attacks and dodges and it just comes together really nice. So like I say I picked this one up on the Nintendo eStore. It was on sale very cheap for one dollar. Just I couldn't believe it. Had to get in there but it's also on PC. You can find it on Steam. You can pick it up there and I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun with it if fighting games is your thing. 
But then again, if it's not like me, you might just find a little time waster in there as well that you can enjoy and you can try and unlock all these accolades of completing the game on every difficulty with every character. And the fact that it records that, keeps track of that, I always appreciate that in my games, just to know where I'm at, feeling like I'm progressing, feeling like I'm achieving something in the game too. I've been having a lot of fun with it. And that is One Strike by Retro Reactor. It's trivia time. So we were talking about One Strike there. Japanese fighting game. That made me think of this question. Name the game. An action-adventure stealth video game series first released on PlayStation. Originally developed by Japanese developer Acquire, where the player assumes the role of a ninja in 16th century Japan. The answer is Tenchu. Did you get that one right? Tough start today. If you did, give yourself an extra life. That's always doing a somewhat weekly browse of video game news from around the globe. I stumbled across a little PC Gamer article and that article let me know that a fan has built a playable version of Sid Meier's Civilization. Wait for it in Microsoft Excel. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking right now, I could I could have done with this back when I was in school. That would have been awesome, but then maybe not. Maybe it's just as well. I wasn't able to play a game like Civilization while I was at school. That would have been probably devastating to my career. I don't know. Or not, because Civilization's a pretty smart game. You know, takes takes quite a lot to conquer the world and build up your allies and destroy other civilizations. Anyway, what am I saying? I don't know. This Civilization fan recreation of the 1991 classic strategy game. This one's titled Solly's Salivization. See what they did there? The creator Solly made the game. They called it Salivization. That's clever. That's really clever. I would play that alone. Play that alone on the title. The game was part of one lone coder code jam 2019 and what one load coder jam is it's created by javid x9 who's a programmer for over 25 years and he's programmed in many fields across many disciplines and he wanted to give something back to the hobby and community which has brought him so much joy and tears he adds uh, during that time and through his one lone coder initiative he's created free program resources from the perspective of being interesting, fun, and accessible. And this initiative gives developers a theme and then a two-week window to submit their entries. And then there's a voting stage, which takes place after that. And it's, it's not just exclusively a game jam. You can interpretate the theme in any way you want. It could be a utility, a demo, an interactive artwork, a creative masterpiece, or or a game, yeah, or a game, of course. And there's no prize for actually winning this other than internet points, which is the greatest reward one could ever have. This playable version of Civilization in Microsoft Excel came through this initiative. And like I say, it's created by Solly. And the cool thing about this, if you're like, oh yeah, you know what? This is what I want. This is what I want to play. This is my end game. This is the moment I've been waiting for. And you can actually download Civilization 
It's available for free on itch.io. I'm going to put the link in my show notes. Of course, we're all going to be playing that. We're all going to be getting our subscriptions to Microsoft Office. And that's it. It's time. Sorry, Civ 6. I'm going to uninstall you. I'm going to save up some room on my computer. I'm going to play Celtization. Now, to be honest, I am joking around a little bit. But you know what? I'm going to check this out because I'm super interested to see how this game operates within a spreadsheet. And just to be able to create a game like Civilization within a spreadsheet, it's just mind-blowing. The fact that somebody could be that creative. And it doesn't surprise me when I read about these stories on a week-in, week-out basis about how coders and developers think outside the box when creating things like this. It, it really doesn't, but at the same time, every time I read something new, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. How did you do that? It's like, what what's gonna be next? Uh, are we gonna be able to play Pong on a microwave? And probably that's already been done. But it just really excites me to read about stories of people getting very creative using something you would not think of normally to build a game. I mean, spreadsheets. Some people really hate spreadsheets. I, for one, love spreadsheets. But, you know, now knowing that I could play Civilization within a spreadsheet too, it's just increased that love so much more. Definitely check this out. There's actually a voting stage for this initiative which i talked about the one lone coder jam it's running until september 22nd so if you do check this out and you think hey this was this was fun this was cool what a great idea definitely go drop your vote as well on that like i say links will be in my show notes over at threeactionlifes.com i'm gonna go check this out i suggest you do the same let's let's forget about our accounts let's forget about any of that other boring work we usually do in spreadsheets. Let's play Civilization together. Let's do that. Go check it out. It's trivia time. We were talking about Civilization created in Microsoft Excel, which is a perfect link to a Civilization question because we haven't had one of those in Three Actual Lives before. But here we go. The latest entry into the Civilization series, as of recording, is Civilization VI. Can you name the famous actor? who narrated the early trailers of the game and also provided his voice work for quotes read to the player as they progress along the technology and civic trees. The answer is... Writing is easy. All you have to do is cross out the wrong words. Sean Bean. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. Finally, on this level of free extra lives, I'm going to talk to you about Tardy. Because Tardy is hardy. And that's not going to make any sense just yet. Tardy is a quest about fiddling with computer terminal gadgets and other high-tech scraps of all sorts. You deal with crazy machines, solve the mystery of the crew disappearance, and help Ramto to come back home. This was another game that I picked up on sale on Nintendo Switch, but it is also available on PC. Getting a lot of my indie game fixes on Switch right now, and I don't want to start gushing about how much I've been playing the Nintendo Switch indie game style and how much that's kind of changing the way I'm digesting indie games, but oh my goodness me. It's really, really great to be able to just pick that up, play some indie games wherever I want in the house within reason and get my fix. And Tardy is one of those games that I've been playing on Nintendo Switch. And it's a point and click, pixel graphic adventure. It's set in space. The main protagonist, Ramto, he wakes up from a, a cryogenic freezing pod and he's all alone on this ship. And there's a very 
eerie, very lonely sense to the start of this game, but it quickly captures your imagination as you start solving the initial puzzles in the game, which is a combination of old retro games. There's a, there's a few in there that I've come across so far, including Pong and Space Invaders, but also there's other puzzles in there which require you to crack codes, solve some math equations, there's logic puzzles too. There's a real nice variety of puzzles in this game which so far all of them which I've encountered are just fun. They're fun little puzzles, they get you thinking, there's lots of various computer terminals with little notes to read, you'll find books from the missing crew which will give you information about their relationship before they all went missing and maybe why they went missing as you continue a sort of detective investigation to what has happened to this crew and how are you going to get home because you're millions of miles from anywhere on this ship that's broken down you don't know what's going on but as you solve these puzzles the mystery starts to become clear or clearer i should say and yes i made a little quip at the start that saying tardy was hardy and you know what some of the puzzles are a bit of a brain scratcher especially i found at the start of the game when i was learning the mechanics of the game and how that worked and that's probably just me being a little bit slow to catch on but that's that's by no way me putting this game down i have enjoyed every single puzzle even though some of them have took me quite a long time to figure out a lot of calculations for a specific one at the start but when you solve them it feels so good it feels so good once you work out the pieces of the puzzle you put it together and you progress the story there's a real satisfying feeling behind that even when you are sometimes banging your head against the wall and saying this is impossible i don't know thankfully i haven't done that too many times and as you play more of tardy i think you quickly adapt to the style of puzzles as they're presented it starts to feel a lot more natural to solve them as well compared to the first few puzzles where you're getting used to the mechanics and you're getting used to the environment that you're into. I like the progression of the, the puzzles and how they're connecting it together with the story. So don't let that put you off if you do try out Tardy and you're having a bit of trouble at the start. Or maybe you're just super smart and you'll be able to blast through them and you'll be like, Tom, what were you even on about? Tardy is developed by One Wing Kikada. Hope I got that one right. And again, just having a lot of fun playing this on the switcheroo. If you do pick it up on the switcheroo, let me just give you a little tip that I discovered after a little while of playing. If you hit the left trigger on the game, it will zoom in, which means you won't get eye strain if you're playing it portably. It was proving a little bit problematic for me at the start, and maybe that's why I had trouble solving puzzles, because the text can be a little bit small when you're playing on the switch portably. I don't think it's a problem on PC, but you can use the left trigger to zoom in and makes everything clear. Like I say, it's also on PC. Maybe probably looking at it now, this might be more preferably played on PC because it is point and click, but still works really well on the Switch. Still does a job there. And I think it's still highly playable on the Nintendo Switch, but maybe point and click adventures, you know, there's no denying that their, their home place, their, their birthing pod is on PC. So go check out Tardy. Let me know what you think especially about those initial puzzles. Maybe it was all in my head. We gotta get Ramto back home. We gotta find these missing crew. We gotta get him back home and solve all the mysteries of space and time. Well, maybe not all of them. Check that one out 
Tardy by Wong Wing Kikada. It's trivia time. So it's talking about Tardy there. It's the space feel to that game because it's set in space, surprisingly enough. And that leads me to this question. What was the first video game played in space? Was it Pong, Super Mario Bros, Tetris, or Asteroids? The answer is Tetris. 1993 Russian cosmonaut Alexander A. Serebrov blasted off aboard the Suraz TM-17 rocket to the MRI space station, stashed him on his personal gear, was a Nintendo Game Boy and a Tetris game cartridge. So there you go. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of the show. We made it. How did you do on the trivia this week? As always, fire me over your humble brags or your sad stories of failure to social media over on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at 3 Lives. I love hearing from you guys. How are you doing on the trivia? And congratulations to my good friend, Frasley who tweeted at me last week to say he got three extra lives in level 22. I thought that was an amazing achievement because I thought it was quite a tricky round of questioning. But like I say, let me know how you're doing on the trivia. Let me know what you think of the show. Always appreciate hearing from you, my dear, dear listener. And like always, you can find everything I've talked about on the show over at 3actualifes.com. Find all my show notes there, everything I've mentioned. You don't have to go searching. It will all be there for you to check out. And that's it. We are at the end. That's all I got for you this time. But thank you very much for listening. And I will see you all in level 24. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.